podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Zero Pucks Given, the UK ice hockey podcast. I'm Ben and we are in partnership with Blades Belong On Your Feet, the charity fighting knife crime all over the UK with ice skating. And we are in partnership with the Hockey Art Co, hockey clothing for hockey people, worn by the best and hated by the rest. Zero Pucks Given listeners get a 10% discount on everything site-wide at hockeyartco.co.uk. Just use the code zp 10 upon checkout to get your discount. Thank you to Mike at Hockey Art Co. for sorting all that out. This is a special bonus episode. Obviously, we've just had our episode come out this week with all the updates from the Britain division, the the match reports, the coaches' thoughts, tributes, obviously, to Adam Johnson. Um, his funeral's taken place in the last couple of days. The Nottingham Panthers were represented, and both players spoke very well at the funeral as well. So it's it's something now that it's... The hockey world can start to rebuild itself and the fans can start to rebuild. Do remember it's important to keep checking on each other, though. It's still a very, very traumatic experience that everyone has been through. So make sure that we're all looking out for each other. This special episode of Zero Pucks Given, then, is uh, there's no real news, nothing else to add. We haven't heard anything from the Department of Player Safety as yet. We will update that as soon as we do. But we do have a guest, an extra special guest. It's the first Chieftain of the Year on the podcast. Uh, And I'm joined by the Canadian import, Damon Porter. So let's get right to it. Zero Pucks Given, in partnership with Blades Belong On Your Feet and the Hockey Art Co. Welcome, Chelmsford Chieftains, Canadian import, Damon Porter. How are you doing, fella? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Now, you're very, very welcome, mate. Uh, not looking as pretty as you did the other day. You got a little uh, little <laughs> mark between the eyes there. How's that held up? Yeah, it's a new battle wound. Uh, I'm kind of used to it. I've had a few scars across my face in previous years, but yeah, it's uh, unfortunate there's no penalty called. That was kind of the frustrating point part of the whole thing but it's all right yeah I think we'll, we'll probably get onto that a little bit later <laughs> um I mean what I wanted to start with was obviously the the tone of the evening with with what happened recently in ice hockey it was there was a notable sort of pause where everyone kind of took a breath in when you went down on Sunday night and then when you come yeah. up with with blood visibly coming from from your face there was a very noticeable sort of gasp um was it a stick blade was it that caught you yeah, I got a. I was in the middle of a shot and just saw a black tape right in between my eyes, and yeah, just high stick right in the face. But thankfully, nothing too serious. I know it's the first thing I actually thought about as well when it all happened. I saw the blood, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the back of everyone's mind still, and it's obviously very fresh. So happily, uh, nothing too serious, but yeah, it's definitely in the back of everyone's minds. Yeah, I think it's always a stark reminder, isn't it, that yeah. you know, regardless of whatever safety protocols you put in place. 
you are big, strong, fast guys with extremely sharp blades on your feet and, you know, weapons in your hands. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's uh, when you think about hockey in general terms, it is kind of a barbaric sport. And I mean, you don't even think about it when you play, obviously something like what happened to Adam. I mean, it, yeah, I think I was a pretty uh, uneasy the first practice back after everything. I, I think the whole team was in all honesty, you could just kind of feel it in the air with everyone and even talking to a lot of people back home. Like um, it's, it's definitely traveled the world, the news about him and the precautions everyone's taking. So back home is uh, Calgary, is it? Yeah, Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, so it was uh, no choice but winter sport, really, I suppose, growing up. Yeah, no, I, uh, you get about 10 months of snow on the ground, so there's not much else you can do besides uh, freeze it and skate on it. Other than yeah. uh, you get two months of summer, so we try and golf as much as we can for those two months. But, yeah, hockey uh, is basically my life. Uh, it's in my, in my blood. It's in every Canadian's blood. It's our... It's our sport, I guess, like football is over here. It's uh it's what every kid grows up playing, so it's hard not to not hard not to love it, sorry. Yeah, and there's there's an incredible picture on your social media that of, of you skating a lake sort of in a mountain range. Whereabouts is that exactly? That's about uh thirty minutes from my house. So yeah, I was, I'm pretty lucky where I live back home. It's a beautiful area to call home. And I mean, me and my buddies, I since I was a little kid, my family and I we go out there and just enjoy the scenery and yeah, you kind of you fall in love with uh, the sport, just being able to go play on any frozen pond in the mountain areas and anywhere you can find water, snow. There's usually a rink within a kilometer or two. So, have you found anywhere in Essex that's equally as beautiful as that? You know what? It's it's a different kind of beauty. I've actually I've really <laughs> enjoyed it here. Um, the boys have made it really easy for me as an adjustment moving from Canada. Obviously, I mean we have a great locker room and. I couldn't name one guy in the room that I'm not a fan of. I mean, I've I've absolutely loved every guy in this team so far, and they've uh, they've gone out of their way to make sure I'm comfortable and happy. I mean, it's, you only get to skate so much in a week, and you spend so many hours away from the rink, and you know they've they've gone uh, above and beyond making sure I'm comfortable, happy, and uh, enjoying the social life as well. Still, so yeah, it's been good. That's excellent. Are you nice and close to the rink? Yeah, I'm uh just in the Great Battle area, so I'm about ten minutes from the rink, so. I usually put on my running shoes in the morning, go for a jog or something to the rink, go to the gym or something like that, just to stay, keep my mind sane. Some days are long when we're not skating and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm right in Chelmsford, which is nice. So, okay. are you are you working here as well? Uh, not yet. I'm probably going to be getting something going here in the next week or two. Um, that's kind of why I've been a gymaholic lately and just kind of keep my mind sane. But yeah, work will definitely help speed up some of the days where we're not playing and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so your um your, the start of your career, obviously, it would have been in, incredibly young. I'd imagine skates on your feet before you could properly walk. Yeah, I but, think the first photo of me with skates on, I was like three, two or three years old. My dad was dragging me around on the outdoor rink. I had an outdoor rink in my backyard from the age of like five till about twelve. I think when we moved, uh, we had a we lived out on an acreage, so we had a lot of land. My dad uh went out of his way to build a full-on ice hockey rink. He had my favorite team's logo at center ice, so I was pretty lucky wow. in that sense. And, uh, yeah, that's, like, my fondest memories of hockey growing up, having the whole neighborhood over and just play hockey until you're getting called in to go to bed for school in the morning. Are you Flames, are you Calgary Flames? Yeah, Calgary Flames fan. Yeah, is it not bad time a Canadian won that Stanley Cup? Uh, it's been way too long i know the flames were close in uh 2004 we're pretty salty talking about that still back home but uh yeah it'd be nice to see a canadian team hoist the cup 
Well, I'm, I'm a Leafs fan, so I know plenty about being salty about not winning anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're uh, they've got a tough tough history. <laughs> <laughs> so then you um you joined the the Chieftains from the Arizona State University setup. So so how did that come about? You sort of playing as a junior and then getting into Arizona State. Yeah, I was uh honestly I think I was 19 or 20 years old playing juniors back in Canada and just kind of getting to that point where school was obviously the next thing on my mind and I was going to actually just hang the skates up and go to school uh, locally and then I got contacted by Arizona State I think in the middle of the summer and it's kind of a no-brainer I mean being able to show up to the rink in shorts and your flip-flops every day it's uh, hard to pass up on I mean the weather there is it's like paradise so I do miss that kind of weather but yeah, it was uh it was a fun four years. Obviously we had COVID, so we had to miss a full season, which kind of sucked, but I definitely improved my golf game uh being down there for four years. So that was that was a bonus. Have you ever got out at Scottsdale? Yeah, I uh I lived about ten minutes from Scottsdale, so we, we had to get dragged out of there a few weekends. But no, we had a pretty responsible team. Um obviously we have fun when there's no weekend. We have some games or some weekends, sorry, with no games, but Scottsdale, yeah, it's a it's a tough spot to beat for sure. Yeah, how's that that par three sixteenth? Sorry, how's that par three sixteenth? <laughs> the three sixteenth. What do you mean, sir? On on Scottsdale course, the par three. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, believe it or not, I was actually I was at the Waste Management Open um two years ago. I got to witness one of the hole in ones, and oh, all wow. I remember is uh, beer cans literally being thrown in every which direction. <laughs> That was probably the coolest golf memory I have is uh, being able to go to that. I got to go to it three times while I was down there, so I was spoiled in that sense. But, yeah, that tournament is uh, one of a kind. It's it's pretty loud, and uh, you can have some fun walking around that, of course. Yeah, Arizona, I suppose, as a state, is quite similar to England in the fact that hockey's not really a, a main theme down there. And it's, no, but, yeah. But it's growing really fast. It's growing rapidly, yeah. I mean – I, uh, my family has a property down there, so I've been going down there since I was a little kid. And I mean, I remember going there when I was like seven or eight years old and people didn't even know what hockey was. And then obviously, uh, Austin Matthews kind of put Arizona on the map for hockey. And I think in the last eight or nine years, it's just grown rapidly every year. And so many ex NHL players, they, they buy property down there and retire. And so their kids get in and they try and coach and grow the game. So yeah, I've seen a massive, massive growth in, in hockey in the Southern States, which is good to see. It's good for the game. So put us, let's put ourselves in a little fantasy moment. Then you, you get, you get two calls, flames and the coyotes. What are you doing? I'd probably have to stick uh, stick with the Flames battle out the winters. Yeah, I'm a diehard Flames fan, so it'd be tough to pass up on that. Uh, and somewhere, even as a Leafs fan, we, I think we've fully accepted that we've probably got Matthews until he wants to go home. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be, uh, it'll be tough to keep him the next contract. I, I don't know. I could see him staying, but I could also see him uh, trying to go home. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It will, yeah. I think he'll definitely end up back there. With, um, with, the, with the room at the Chieftains, I think the uh, the golf day must be incredibly interesting because I can think of at least three scratch golfers in that room. There, there's some incredible golfers on our team. Yeah, I've uh, I've gotten out with the the Bartlett twins. They're both pretty phenomenal. I've played probably the most with uh, Ollie. He takes me. We get out probably once a week at least, or something like that. And the impressive one though is uh, Jordan Laude. He's told me he just got into it a few months ago. We had a actually we had a pretty <laughs> close match. So I don't know. I don't know about that. I was. Uh, I think he's technically a pro. Away. I think he's technically a pro. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was you hitting some shots where I definitely wasn't hitting four months into golf. But no, it's it's uh it's nice to have a bunch of guys that like to golf. I mean, it, it definitely helps on the off days and you get out on the course with all them and it just builds that camaraderie and friendship. So yeah, we've uh I've been privileged in that sense to have a bunch of golfers on the team. Yeah, it's actually it's very noticeable amongst Chiefs fans that there there is a camaraderie amongst the lads. There's a very very united front from everybody which is not something that we had last year it was a bit disjointed um coming in this year obviously lewis clifford is is new as as you are um how have you found it under cliff and has the the level been what you were expecting um you know what for the second part of your question the level has actually been above i didn't really know what to expect it's been above and beyond what i thought i mean you know there's some players on our team who i think would fit right in back home and a lot of teams i've played with and uh Cliff has been uh, above and beyond. He's helped me in every way possible, getting over here and making sure I'm okay. And what I like the most about him, I think, is just how straightforward he is. It's there's no like uh, hidden messages in what he's trying to give out. I mean, it's pretty clear what he expects of us, and it makes it a lot easier, I think, for us. And he's very approachable, and I can go talk to him about anything. And I mean, I've been here for I think two months now, and yeah, if, if, I mean, it feels like I've known some most of these guys for years, which has been really nice. We have a very close knit locker room. Uh, guys go to the rink. Everyone looks forward, I think, going to the rink whenever we have practice or games, and uh, I think that just that it shows it reflects on the ice. I mean, I I feel like our team can beat anyone on any given night. We just we beat ourselves some nights, which is frustrating, but it's a work in progress. Obviously, I think we have some new faces on the team and guys are learning how uh, other guys play. But for the most part, I think we've done uh, an exceptional job so far, especially from what I've heard from last year. So yeah, it's, it's been a really positive environment, which is really all you can ask for coming uh, from across the pond, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a frustrating result Sunday night, just gone. Um, that's the, the start, the first 30 minutes, certainly at least. Um, was incredible from from everybody. Every time you got the puck, they just did not know which way you were going to go. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was excited. I mean, obviously the stick in the face kind of halted that night pretty quickly for me, but I, I felt good. I, I thought the boys looked really good. We just gotta get over these little lapses. I think we have in certain times of games, and uh, it, it's only going to get better. I think with our team, really, I think it's just only going to keep improving. And I'm hoping by the end of the year we can put together just full 60s every night and be uh be a hard team to beat on any any, any given night Sorry. yeah how, how did it come around there how did cliff sort of find you and contact you over in the states um you know i had in all honesty after asu i was basically retired i was golfing like all <laughs> summer with my uh my parents and my buddies and then I got contacted about the Chieftains, and it was kind of in the back of my mind. It took a couple of weeks just to think if uh, I should, you know, pursue like a a big boy job and get into the the workforce and all that. Or I don't know. I just had a it was itching me all summer. I wanted to keep playing, and yeah, Cliff. We we kept in touch, texting all all summer long, and uh, yeah, just pulled the trigger on it. I think a month before I ended up coming over here, and yeah, it was kind of quick quick turnaround but yeah no i have a british citizenship actually my father was born in glasgow right in the 70s so i with the citizenship i think that helped a bit with uh getting over here and i wanted to study law and there's a program here in england where i can get a law degree in like two years so it kind of made sense to come over here play hockey and then try and get a law degree as well while i'm at it 
Brilliant. I, I did hear on the grapevine because I, I've, I've found since doing this that I tend to find a lot of grapevines. Yeah, that are hanging about that there might be another Canadian player that, that or an American player that you were looking at getting over here. Yeah, um, can we kind of been texting back and forth. He's uh, he's a hell of a player as well. He's um, just kind of dealing with some stuff back home and trying to get all that all figured out. So, I mean, if he's willing to play, it'll definitely be over here. So, yeah, we're mm. slowly picking away at that. We'll see what yeah. see because there's there's still an import slot on the on the Chieftains roster as far as I know. Players. Yeah, we're I'm gonna I'm, I've been uh, texting him a lot actually. We've been going back and forth. I mean. If anyway, if he's gonna go anywhere, it's gonna be here. We're just trying to figure all that out and see see what works best for him in life right now. Yeah, excellent. And um, he said law is your sort of was that your major in in university? I studied business and then I studied uh, psychology. So I got two degrees in Arizona. And then, I mean, I'd love to be like a player agent or a sports psychologist. So that's why I took the psychology and then wanted to get a law degree just to kind of amplify all that. I know I've. It's funny, I actually, like, I did not like school at all growing up. I just wanted to live on the ice. But I think once I went to college, I kind of realized I'm all right at it. And, uh, yeah, I know the law law part's kind of new in the last, like, year. kind of turned my attention towards that. So trying to get all that figured out and try and pursue something with uh, player development or an agency after I'm done playing. Yeah. Yeah, that's – um. I mean, I see, you see a lot of people as well would <clears> – <throat> Like I mean, with obviously the injury you've had there, injuries that you might have had, you said you know a few scars on your face. Have you still got all your teeth, or are you going to sort of wait till you're done playing and then get everything sorted? Yeah, I've, I've actually I've been uh, knock on wood here. I've been yeah, very, I'll, I'll knock yeah. on mine as well. <laughs> I've got all my teeth still. I I took a slap shot right here when I was like 16, directly in the face, and I split my lip completely open right here. I could put my tongue through it, and somehow didn't lose a single tooth. <laughs> in that so i was lucky there but yeah i've uh, I've still got them all thankfully definitely strong definitely strong there so i've, I've had a, a couple of questions that have come in from uh from some chastens fans okay um and and you've got away with it normally i i, I get some quite unbroadcastable stuff from the room yeah although, although dan hitchens has, uh, has asked have you seen a fox <laughs> <laughs> it, that's a funny question so yeah in canada like we'll uh, it's like nothing out of the ordinary to drive to school and see like a moose or a bear or a cougar or anything or like a wolf and a fox is something i've like never seen so our first road trip we were uh i think we were playing against slough in slough and we were all walking to the car after the game and a fox ran like directly in front of us and i like freaked out and they thought that was like the funniest thing so, yes, I have seen a fox here. Yeah, I suppose if you've never seen one before, it's probably quite a, an odd-looking animal. Yeah, I was caught off guard by how small it was, but, I mean, it's almost like all the animals back home are on steroids. Like, even the coyotes here look like babies compared to the ones back home. But, yeah, <laughs> where I live, it's pretty pretty amplified in the wildlife category. Um, we we may have, say, touched on this earlier with uh, a question, but Owen White would like to know how you're finding life in Chelmsford. And what the main differences are between playing sort of American college hockey and playing over here? Um, yeah, no, I've I've enjoyed Chelmsford. I mean, the people have been incredible to me so far. I've I've got no bad things to say about it here. It's um, obviously tough being away from family. That's really the only thing, but that's kind of what you get when you move away to play hockey. But um, I'd say the biggest playing difference really is um, I find like back home it's a lot more 
I guess you could say like structure play. Like there's a lot of uh it's a lot more gritty. Like um the goals you get are are kind of just banging away rebounds and stuff. It's not a lot of pretty goals, whereas here I find it's like almost comparable to football. Like when I watch a football match, how it's more like technical and guys are looking to make plays, which I, I I've enjoyed a lot here, like even playing with uh, my line mates. Like I find we have a lot of uh nice passing plays, stuff like that. It's just like there's a lot less time, I guess, back home with the puck, mm. I find. And guys are always trying to hit you, fight you, and stuff like that. I mean, it's not very different here, obviously, which I like. But it's it's a pretty comparable game style, I'd say, here to back home. Just obviously you get a few guys that are extremely good back home, which makes makes a huge difference. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did, as you say, like making the plays. You scored a lovely goal uh, over at Milton Keynes a couple of weeks ago, which uh, I'll just I'll put on the screen now for everyone that's watching. And uh, that's probably our our biggest and best arena at our level that you'll play in. Yeah. Well, so when uh, we played away down at Solent, I was talking to some of the fans and we all said we would love to have seen your face when you walked in there. Oh, yeah. The boys, uh, they were lined up waiting for me. It was funny. I was like getting getting an earful from a bunch of guys on the way down there in weeks prior. But in all honesty, when I walked in, I was pretty blown away by how small it was. It didn't seem as small as everyone described it until I got on the ice. Like for warm-ups, I... Uh, I remember getting on and I took like two strides and looked up and I was already at the goal line. I almost skated like directly into the board. So I think like when you're on the ice, you're kind of like, holy, holy cow. It, it caught me off guard, but I, uh, I you, scored a hat- you scored a hat trick in that game. Just, though, didn't yeah, you? <laughs> I kind of liked it in all honesty. I had a good game there, but it's uh, definitely the smallest rink I've ever played on in a game. Yeah. I know a lot of players that, um, that have said about playing there, they've kind of said it's, is perfect because you don't have to skate too far to get anywhere. And then obviously Milton Keynes is the exact opposite. Biggest yeah. drink, like biggest pad in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it could be quite difficult, I suppose, which is something, because the Chieftains rink is kind of an average size, I suppose, actually in the league. Uh, the, yeah. the pad itself that you're, you're having to adapt the game style every single game. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely a more, you got to be kind of more uh, adjustable every week, I guess, with how things go in game style. Like, I know you go from playing in Solent. That was uh, a game I've never really experienced before. I mean, I remember I took, like, four strides, and I was already – I think I scored – the one goal I scored, I, t- I took, like, five strides from our own zone and just shot it and went in. So, that yeah. was – I've never done that before. And then you go to a place like Milton Keynes, and that's kind of more what I'm used to, I guess, back home is, like, a bigger ice surface. I mean, we don't have much Olympic ice, but – everything's at least like, i guess nhl standard but yeah i i actually really enjoy uh riverside as well it's uh it's a good rink I, i've i've enjoyed it we have a good atmosphere in there every weekend it seems like a lot of fans i mean it's really all you can ask for when you play yeah i was just going to ask about the atmosphere actually because it's something that even a lot of fa- a lot of players in the other teams in the league always say they love playing at the riverside because the atmosphere yeah. is electric um and the fans have really taken to you really quickly um and yeah. You, yeah you have become quite a fan favorite no, I mean I love it. I've uh, I've enjoy I enjoy playing at home and uh, the, you know you feed off the crowd and the energy in the in the arena. It, it only uh, makes you skate a little harder, do things a little faster, and it's always uh, in Arizona. We had some nights where if the football team was playing or you know like football is basically American football is uh, the U.S.'s sport. So whenever we'd have like a, a rival game or something, you get a lot of fans. And there's some nights where you could hear a pin drop in the crowd. So it's been it's been nice to have. Uh, a full rank every Sunday. It's really all you can ask for as a player. And I've, I've enjoyed the fans and the support. I, I definitely feel the love. So it's been, 
been awesome so far. Yeah, there's a, a Saturday home game this week as well. That we don't normally get too many of them, so they're normally a really special atmosphere. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I know the boys are as well. We're we're excited. We're angry, obviously, uh, losing to Stratton this past weekend. So we're going to come out hard and try and put on a show for all the fans who show up to that. Yeah, you said you said then about uh, American football, but you've had a soccer experience since you've been here. You uh, did some of the boys take you up to West Ham? Yeah, the boys they took me over to West Ham. I mean, it's funny. It, being back in North America, I've always been a big fan of the Premier League. Like I've always watched it. It's not very popular back home. I've gotten a lot of uh, my American and Canadian teammates to kind of follow along with it as well, just because I always had it on. But to go to a game was uh, unbelievable. The first game I went to was with Ollie. We went to the Chelsea Arsenal Derby match, which that was pretty cool. And then, I mean, seeing like the London Stadium with West Ham, that was just incredible as well. Like. I couldn't believe how many people were in that stadium and the chants are like, that's just like unbelievable to me. We don't get that back home with anything. So <laughs> that's uh that was pretty cool. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's a, uh, it's a fun sport to watch live as well. I, I couldn't believe how much faster it is in person. So that was yeah. an experience I'll never forget. Yeah. No, have you, uh, have you adopted a British team? Um, I have, I'm trying to, it's why all the boys are trying to make me uh, pick a team. I'm kind of just a fan of the sport at the moment, but <laughs> if I had to pick two, I guess it would be Chelsea and West Ham, just the two teams I've watched. So it's uh, the boys, some of the boys might not like that answer, but <laughs> now they'll definitely tell you, you can't support two London teams. So I know. Probably support two teams, <laughs> but not two London teams. Yeah. But something that I, you know, when we've, we've been speaking, we said we'd touch on this. Obviously the, the incident of the weekend where you took the, the stick to the face, there was no call. Is the officiating something that's frustrated you? Because it has frustrated a lot of players so far this year. There's been some long bans handed out for fairly minuscule things. There's been things that haven't even been looked at and no bans <clears throat> given. How have yep. you found that? Um, I think if I, if I had to critique one thing, I think with this league, it would be the officiating. And it's, you know, I get it. They're doing their job and they're doing the best they can at times. It just feels, um, feels like there's some like game killing calls, like even the five minute against Stratman in the third. It's tough because, you know, a play like that shouldn't happen, but the suspensions, especially like I know like the import on Oxford, the 10 gamer, I saw the video of that and I was pretty blown away that that's a 10 game suspension, but you know, it's, it's out of our hands, those decisions, but even uh, a high stick to the face like this right in front and the ref was five feet away and he's, telling me that I fell on the stick and busted my face over it just you kind of shake your head it's just the one frustrating part of the, the game really over here I think it's just the officiating it almost seems like sometimes it's the ref show but you know that's that's really the only thing I would have to say it's annoying me but you know we have to accept it and there's nothing we can do about it and there's some games where it feels like they're definitely against us and we're getting a lot of calls but i think in the last few weeks we've uh, we've really been working on just the team discipline and in, in general and trying to not make that a factor of the games but yeah there's i mean even Kieran Rayner's suspension like it just feels like if you do anything bad it's six games minimum which i mean back home you if you see a six game suspension someone would have had to have done something like seriously wrong yeah. to even five or six so it's those lengthy ones that I've never seen before in my career and I've been playing for quite a while but yeah it's it's frustrating but there's not much we can do about it I just hope you know it's a more fairly called game in some situations like you see uh 
Barnes gets sticked in the private area in the third period and there's no call. And then the player's kind of like, he knows he can get away with it for the rest of the game. I'm getting slashed, getting sticked in places you shouldn't be getting sticks in and there's no call. So, you know, like you want to feel like the refs are keeping you safe out there. That's kind of their job is to control the game. And there's some games where definitely players feel like if something happens to them, there's going to be nothing justified. And that's why you have guys like Alan Locke, I guess, to go in and set guys straight. Like he's been kind of the dad of the team for sure. He's 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 awesome. He's a great guy. But yeah, I think when he was announced, because he was the first player to be announced for this year's roster. Yeah. And then on the first game, when everyone noticed the C on his jersey, everyone was like, "Yeah, that's a hundred percent the right call." Yep. No, I, I I couldn't have named a better captain on our team. He's he's an exceptional leader and uh, even better person. I mean, he's texting me all the time, making sure I'm good, and he has a family of his own. And uh, yeah, I know it's really it's they go above and beyond to make sure I'm taken care of, even though they got so much on their plates. But a guy like Locke is just the heart and soul of any team he's on, and. You can you can't really ask for a better teammate than a guy like him. He's really like your ideal ideal leader and person off on and off the ice. So he he uh, he does his job exceptionally well. Yeah, the uh, your number sixty seven. I noticed you've won a couple of different numbers. Just looking at your sort of your previous pictures of your teams. Is there anything to that number for you? Um, honestly, every year so we always play uh, inline hockey in the summers and roller hockey. And I used to be number eighty eight. I've always liked number eight. Um, I'm not going to take it from the Bartlett's obviously, but 67 is always the number I seem to always fall on. It's nothing too special, really. I've just always really taken, taken interest in that number. So when I found out I was able to get a hold of it again over here, I, I jumped on it. But yeah, it's not, not really like a story or anything behind it. I think I've just always really enjoyed that number. So yeah, it's, yeah. that's really good. Uh, I've got a question from uh, Sophia, who is, is known around the rink as the sign girl. You, you may have seen in the um, at the balcony end in the corner a cardboard yeah. a cardboard sign up in the corner. Um, Sophia does her own signs, normally different every week, and that she puts a great deal of effort into it. She's fantastic, uh, and she's asked if you could be in any film or television franchise for a day, what would it be? It's a good question. Um, uh, that is a really good question. I don't know. It's uh, put me on the spot with that. She does that to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, I've always liked like sport documentaries. Obviously, you got to be a pro athlete to be in any of those. But well, you say that there's an all the, the social media at the moment, especially around the, the Britain division. There's an awful lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. I think the Slough Jets have got their own social media page for behind the scenes the Invicta dynamos yeah. put yeah, some right. great videos out is that something that you guys would enjoy do you think i think we would enjoy something like that you probably need to get someone in there to be filming us all the time probably get some pretty good comments and uh jokes out of the boys if we had a camera crew following us around but yeah i think shows like that are personally my favorite so to be in something like that i think it brings out everyone's personality a bit more so yeah i guess i'd have to be like a behind the scenes kind of show within sports or something like that that would be that would be fun if we had something like that to take part in yeah obviously it would have probably been sacrilege for you to watch it but did you watch the uh all or nothing maple leaves on amazon i haven't watched that one yet i know i've been getting uh getting the gears from some of the boys but we have uh there's a a show like that for the oilers that i always watch my, my parents they grew up in edmonton so they're they're diehard oiler fans so we have some 
interesting battle of Alberta nights. I got to sit in a different room than them. <laughs> the game. But I, I grew up watching the oil Oilers all or nothing kind of show. So yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. The, the really interesting thing with the Toronto one is that it kind of, it took place during COVID and it was amazing okay. to see just how quickly the NI, the NHL reacted and just said, right, well, Canadian teams play Canadian teams, American teams play American teams, and then no one's breaking any rules. Whereas yeah. over here, it took them so long to get the sport going again. All sport, be it football, rugby, or you know anything that was going on. And that was, yeah, how quick they were was brilliant. Yeah, I was impressed by that. I mean, it was, it was nice to be sitting at home in the middle of June or July and you're watching, uh, you know, the Canadian teams go out or some really good American rivalries as well. I was, it was nice to see that. It was obviously such a weird time, I think, for everyone in the world having to deal with COVID and no fans in the arenas and stuff like that. Even I have a few buddies who play in the National Hockey League and just talking to them, like the, it was just such a different atmosphere. And being in the bubble was, I think, a lot more strenuous than people might realize having to live in a hotel for two months when your family's on the other side of the, of the country or something like that. But mm. yeah, it's uh, they they definitely didn't skip a beat with getting sports back on TV, which definitely helped kill some nights and entertain a lot of people so it was nice to see but yeah it's such a weird time to think back on honestly now yeah and and you would know more than most about having your family on the other side of the world when you're over here playing um obviously we spoke we, we've been speaking since you've sort of come over but they were able to watch the Milton Keynes game weren't they on, on live stream yeah that's the only game they've been able to watch so far I mean it's tough uh my mom and dad, they're, uh, they're huge fans of watching me play. And so it'd be nice if we were able to stream home games somehow just so they were able to watch. But Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's something that they all need to do now. It's, yeah. I mean, as much as, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm doing this, I've got, you know, a little bit of technology going on, but I don't really know what it takes. I don't know what sort of camera they need. Do they need a commentator? Do, yeah. How do they stream it onto YouTube or onto the TicketCo platform where it can be charged for? Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop people coming to the games. It's it's for your away fans or for your 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 imports families. That's what it's for. Definitely, yeah. I think there needs to be some kind of platform for that. I think it grows the league as well. Having video footage, like I mean, most people who I know back home, they uh, when they're talking to teams in like Europe, for example, like they're immediately going to YouTube or finding footage or videos as much as they can on the teams to study up, and it's a. Uh, it's tough to like explain the league back home to people just because there's no video really or anything. And yeah, well, I think, so I think, I, I think it'd do the league more good than bad streaming the games. Absolutely. Um, I know Oxford do occasionally stream their home games. So I'll, I'll see what I can find out and I'll let you know because this, uh, this Sunday's game away at yeah. Oxford might That's well right. be, might well be live streamed. So if it is, I'll let you know. Yeah. I appreciate that. But Damon, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. It's a pleasure to have you playing in Chelmsford. You're a pleasure to watch every week, and I really hope you're enjoying it. Thank you. Yep. No, thank you for having me. I've uh, enjoyed it. Have you, got, well. have you got an ambition for this season, something that you sort of pointed out and said, yeah, we want to achieve this? Uh, I mean, obviously the team goal is we want to win the league. We want to take down Stratton. So, yeah, I'd say that's my goal is find a way to get in there and uh, take over the crown. That's yeah. definitely the goal. And then get ourselves to that showpiece in Milton Keynes. Exactly. Yep, that's that's the goal for me. Good man. Damon Porter, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for to Damon for joining me this evening. Uh, lifting the curtain slightly, it's a Tuesday night, so it's a training night. He'll be heading off to the rink shortly. 
to get geared up and get ready for a what is sure to be a busy week of training for the Chieftains as they look to bounce back from home defeat against Streatham to face the Invicta Dynamos on Saturday, who certainly had the Chieftains number last season. Thank you for listening. I really do hope you've enjoyed it. Obviously, you can get this podcast on anywhere that you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all the little ones as well, as well as on YouTube. This episode is out on Wednesday and the YouTube will probably be out Thursday or Friday. Uh, so you can watch it on there. I know that people in Canada might might prefer to watch it, seeing, seeing Damon up on, the, up on the screen. And hopefully we can start getting a few more of the teams streaming some games as well so that our imported players can have their families and friends watch back in their home countries. And of course, if you're an away fan and can't make it to the rink, you can watch the stream there as well. So if anyone big and corporate, Tim Hortons UK, are listening and would like to get involved in doing that, absolutely get in touch with me. We'll get in touch with the EIHA and we'll try and get something sorted so that all of these teams can have the facilities to stream their home games because I think it's massively important for the sport to grow. Once again, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow on all the social medias. It's uh, Instagram, Facebook, X, Threads, Snapchat, TikTok. It's all over there. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And I will see you next time. We've got the weekend fixtures, the coaches' thoughts, the match reports. And then next week, we have also got two episodes. So we've got the episode that goes out with all the match reports and whatnot we're going to have a special guest from the women's elite league we've got Chantelle air from the streatham storm joining us so we're going to find out how their season is going and then coming out later in the week we've got our men's mental health special where i will be joined by ed archer from the men talk health pod- podcast uh, he's also part of the it's okay campaign and i will be joined by scott findley from the three on three hockey podcast the, the guys up there cover the Elite League. I guested on their show last season. I've wanted to return the favour for a long time. They did an incredible job with the mental health episode last year. So getting one of them on for this seemed like the perfect thing to do. So Scotty will be joining us next week with Ed as well. So thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Podcast Network.